You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres begin their last series before the All-Star break as they're up in Los Angeles preparing for the Dodgers. And hosting our program, we've got Mike Janella, the second most popular guy on Padres Social Hour. I was walking down the street in Ocean Beach and some high school kid, what's up, blooper? Really? Yeah. Wow. That? Alongside Mike, it's Bill Center, who's another fan of bloopers. I love this guy. made their all-star team. Look at the grin on Bill's face. I love this guy. And rounding out the crew, it's Chris Ello, who is not presented in 3D Technicolor here on Padre Social Hour. Usually they prop us up and, you know, the makeup and everything and the angles that they shoot us from and they make us look, hey, this is the real us, guys. This is it. You're just getting the bare bones, me. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply. Company building. It's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Chris Ello. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Padre Social Hour. And you guys know I'm one for boosting my own stock and self congratulation. But no. yeah, yeah, I'm going to take a right. rare turn. And there at the top, you heard uh, that I'm whatever, the second most popular person on the show. No, because while Blooper was spotted in the, in the street this week, Bill, you've been seen in dentist's office before. You've been right. spotted in public. I have not yet, so it's between the two of you. Actually, That's on Tuesday's sure. show, when I was leaving here, uh, there were three or four guys stopped me on the corner up here. We started talking baseball. We, we st- sat there for about a half hour at a couple of chairs. the most popular people in San Diego right. for years. Look at right. that. Right. Yeah. Are you so me? I'm well, nowhere near I'm that easily, arena. I'm easily spotted. I'm fat with a white top. No, you I might, you say might be that. further down the list than you think. Oh, no. I know I'm pretty far down. Okay. Yeah, that's, right. that's why we keep uh, <laughs> doing this show every day. Just so try and get me up I was going to email Blooper that day, and I said, I just got you four to one. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Blooper, he got the one. That's all he was asking for. And now we just got to get that sandwich named after that's him. That's impressive, Blooper. Yeah, we'll get the sandwich, and uh, right. you're all set to go. That's too much in one year. Tongue that's a lot. Yeah, he doesn't want to doesn't, peak right now, this, this young in life. He's still got a lot to learn. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the sandwich. But well, the, you want to get married first or get the sandwich first? Whichever happens. On his list are almost impossible. It's like his personal Mount Everest. The wife and the kid. Yeah, right. those are the top two. And Not then the sandwich. Impossible. Impossible. No, he said he'd take the sandwich first. I would take well, he it. It comes along. I'm sure he'll take any of the three. So whatever comes our way, if any of our listeners can help out Blooper in any of those quests, make sure to let us know. Uh, 7-10 tonight. That's first pitch. Padres and Dodgers game one of four. And then it's All-Star Week. All-Star game coming up here in less than a week's time. Drew Pomeranz against Hyunjin Ryu making his return for the Dodgers. We'll preview that series. We'll talk a little bit about the game last night. Uh, whatever we talk about, make sure to jump in on the conversation with us. Hashtag Padres SH. There's also the live chat happening as usual at Padres.com slash social hour. But the big thing, the big news that everyone's talking about in Padres land today, that home run derby and the fact that Will Myers in the worst kept secret in the world, we all kind of thought, you know, it it was a good shot he was going to be in that once he started campaigning for himself uh, to do it here in his hometown park. He's in it. He's part of the field of eight. And we'll reveal that bracket and talk about Will's chances. But, I mean, you guys – are you happy he's in it? Are you are you worried it's going to mess him up? Do you like the fact that he's excited for it? I, I'm not as worried about him at messing him up as I used to be when it was first, when the home run derby was out there. I thought there were guys taking some 
really strange cuts the first couple of years. And it sort of settled down a little bit in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I think it affects different guys different right. ways. And Absolutely. I, I think for him, I think it's a it's a great boost and a chance to be on the national stage. And it's a good it's great for the Padres. Right. I mean, you know, Will Myers plays in the middle of the night on the East Coast. You know, the season he's having, we know about it. But not everybody knows about it, so I'm glad to see him get this this spotlight. Plus, I just love the enthusiasm he brings to everything. I mean, he's yeah. going to be, he is going to be very animated during the home run derby. He's going to be very animated during the game, no matter what he. Does. I sat uh, the other night at a Yankee game in the stands, right by first base, and I didn't realize this. Will Myers actually takes his time at the end of every half inning after he does the warm-up throws to the infielders, to pick out a youngster in the crowd and try to make the throw to them. Try to toss him the ball. And, yeah. Yes, and he takes it very seriously and has a lot of fun with it and gets mad at himself if he doesn't make a right. good throw <laughs> to the kid. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's fast becoming that popular right. around here. And I think, so yeah, with the home run derby, because in the All-Star game, he may get lost in the shuffle, whether he's DHing or he's being slotted around or he plays just an inning, but he has a chance with the home run derby spotlight on him right. for the rest of America to see how much fun this guy's been having, what we've been seeing all season. The smile. They're going to see yes. the smile, and that's very rare in baseball this day, a player who actually smiles all the time. Yeah, and it's a great narrative, too. It's the no batting gloves. His brother, who's a college baseball player, now is going to be pitching to him. It is that smile. It's the, the goofy, silly kind of right. you know, easygoing attitude. So it really sets up nicely for him to have a nice stage here in his home park uh, to really blossom in front of America. So let's go through the brackets here and uh, see what kind of chances you guys think he has of maybe taking home that trophy. So they seed it by uh, the number of home runs you have so far. And, of course, these guys are in the home run derby because of who's available to do it. Right. A lot of guys already said no. Mar uh, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, a lot of those types. That's one of the problems still with the home run derby, I hate to say. Yeah, but you, the fact you, that you it, can't force these guys right. to do something No, you want. can't, but, but I wish you could. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, to me, I'd love, to see the, things, I'd love to see the top eight home run hitters in baseball face off in the home run derby, but, but that'll never see, happen. No, because I could see a lot of guys why they wouldn't do it, honestly. A lot of guys whose swings are, are don't have an uppercut to them and are really light. I, I, I can see it, where they don't want to do it. I yeah. really can. You can't, you can't force them to do that. And honestly, it's kind of fun to just take a night off and maybe watch the home run derby, right. be there on the field if you're Mike Trout, and cheer on or somebody David else. Or David Ortiz. Or David Ortiz. Right. So. I would have liked to have seen him. He's been in there before. I would have liked to have seen him his last year. I think that's the one we're all sad right. is, is yeah. missing most of all. Um, so basically, MLB and the Players Association jointly agree on who they'd like to make the offer to. Then the players accept. Here's who you got. Number one seed, Mark Trumbo of the Orioles, who we've seen uh, here at Petco Park. He's got some muscle. He's taking on Corey Seager, the Dodgers shortstop, who we've gotten to know and, and see. And he'll be playing, of course, against the Padres in this weekend series. So that's the 1-8 matchup. Then on that same side of the bracket, Robbie Cano, number four. Giancarlo Stanton, the number five seed, even though he's not in the All-Star game, still in the home run derby. I love that decision. On the Will Myers side, Myers is the sixth seed. He goes against Adam Duvall of the Reds. And then it's Todd Frazier, just like Stanton, not in the All-Star game, but invited back to the Home Run Derby to defend his title from last year against Carlos Gonzalez, someone Padres fans know very well. So, what are Will's odds? What are the chances here that Myers ends up taking that, that trophy I know Bill. Here? I know Bill thinks he's going to win the first round because Bill totally discounts any home runs that are ever hit 
in Cincinnati. Right. So Absolutely. since he's playing against Adam Duvall or facing right. Adam Duvall, you don't worry about that round. Yeah, there will be a lot, of Duvall, a lot of Duvall drives landing about 10 feet short. That's right. And, and, and I don't ever remember – I'm sure Carlos Gonzalez has left this yard a few times. Yes. But, but he not, hasn't had a tremendous amount of success here. None of the Rockies have. Right. So I like Will Meyer's side of the draw because he's got a couple of uh, players that are used to playing in, in home run parks that will be trying to hit it out in a pitcher's park. That's what it, the, the side of the draw, that's the important thing. Because yeah. on the other half, you have Trumbo, who's Who made this ballpark it. look small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Cano, who's done this before. He's won right. it. He's got power that translates anywhere. And Giancarlo Stanton, who last time he was in a home run derby, hit one 1,000 feet in Minnesota. I think it was 510 feet. Right. And he measure. hit one 1,000 feet the other night in New York. Yeah. So he's starting to warm so to the task. Uh, Avoid all those guys as long as possible. Right. He is really driving the ball right now. I got Stanton as my favorite. So he's your odds on Even to though win. he's right. the five seed, I'd, right. I totally agree with you that he would be the odds on favor to win next Actually, week. Actually, on that side, the, the, uh, the Trumbo-Stanton battle is going to be very interesting. It'll be like the uh, NCAA Final Four. The real championship might be decided right. between Trumbo and Stanton in right. the semifinals. I think you that you could do never know, though, especially with the bracket and with the time format. I mean, we've seen guys before that came oh, yeah. in with the home run lead get knocked out in the first round. So oh, yeah. you, you do never know. But, uh, yeah, I would assume that most people think it'll be Stanton. I've already gone on record uh, on Twitter saying Will Myers is going to win this thing. I think the hometown <laughs> adrenaline, I everything so. going on. Uh, it's, just, it's too good of a story, too good of a narrative, I think, to fall by the wayside. But the one thing Stanton's got going against him is his follow-through <laughs> with that time format. He's got – He's got to come back. It takes yeah, him a, right. it's a lot of torque to reset right. the machine. Well, it, it takes a long time for his ball to fly <laughs> right. 500 feet before he can right. throw the next pitch. Right. right. That's a, that's an overlooked part of this rule, <laughs> this new thing, is that you can't throw the pitch until the previous one lands. If you're peppering those 500-footers, yeah, you've got to wait a while. while. Interesting, Chris. I did not think about uh -huh. that. Uh, we've got some tweets coming in. Uh, Junior444 says, Will Myers will win the home run derby. Um, Jellyman says, he's made it. Only one thing left to do. Win the thing. Uh, so uh, a lot of people, I think, and yeah, it's Padres fan right. bias. You're getting on the Will Myers bandwagon, right. I think. Exactly. But bandwagon. Uh, but the story's there. The script's sure. written, just ready but to be finished. For Padre fans, this is a big deal again because, like I said, right. Padre fans know Will Myers. Nobody else does. We want everybody to know what we've got going on here. Plus, in San Diego. I mean, very rare that a Padre, I mean, is in the national spotlight on exactly. the, in the arena. I exactly. Think this is only the fifth. He He's Garvey? the fifth Padre to be in right. a home run derby. Yeah, so uh, McGriff and Sheffield were in One it time. when it was right, here right. in 92. And then uh, Garvey in 85 and Adrian Gonzalez in 2009. Right. So this is the fifth. Yeah. Uh, the you just stunned me right there. What's that? Garvey was in it in what? 85. Right. There was a home run derby in 1985. Yeah, that was it was the right. first one. Right, it was the first okay, one. Okay, wow. I, if you would have said one was the first home run derby, I would have missed it by and like 15 years. And if years. ever really? a hitter yeah. was not – designed to be in the home run derby it was steve garvey a line drive hitter right right well pete rose in that year also <laughs> 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 willie wilson just yeah. everybody <laughs> right um now the the issue here for will is that there is uh, a bit of history not in his favor of those five guys they've combined to hit 11 home runs in those five derbies so nah, the production hasn't anything. been there but right. will's anything. got a shot to really turn that on his head now right. moving forward
What would be like? I, this is impossible to come up with off the cuff, but like if you had a your choice of an all-time home run derby field in their prime, I, I just thought like the name Dave Kingman just popped into my right. head. Well, my Willie favorite, Stargell, like Adam Dunn, Canseco, and those kind of guys. I'm trying to think of guys that just hit right. mammoth blows. Well, my my two Padres uh, probably would be Nate Colbert, Nate Colbert, and yeah. uh, and Greg Vaughn, who the is, longest home run hitting oh, Padres, right? Yeah. That'd be fun if somebody could put everybody in there in their prime. Had an amazing season. Nate Colbert might have had a 50 home run season. 39 home runs in that ballpark. 38 when the wall wall was 17 feet all around (laughs) the field. It was impossible. And it was like. We are looking at Big Nate here at that field. And it was like 15 feet back from where it wound up. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was insane. Nate could launch balls. He hit, in fact, they they did a stat. That he hit 17 off the wall. Jeez. So he would have been over 50 year, that year. He would have cleared it easily. Right. He would have hit 55. Yeah. Interesting question, though, because everybody, your first thought is, well, just pick the eight all-time home run leaders. But a guy like a Dave Kingman. Dave Kingman that would muscle, have to but be not those yeah. stats. Oh, yeah, that's man, the way question, he used to hit Chris. some of those blows. Russell Brannion. Yeah, another Russell one. Russell Brannion. Yeah. A couple R- of those guys in the late 90s, early right. 2000s. Russell Brannion. Now you're going into the like all-time all swing and miss derby. Right, but <laughs> Russell Brannion could launch balls like nobody I've ever seen. I mean, Russell, would, when he hit one, it would just be like you could not even see Missile. it when it landed. He hit one in the uh, – Russell Brannion hit one in the palm trees out here, which they say is not the longest home run ever hit here, and I – Beg to differ. Find right that hard to believe, <laughs> huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, we'll talk more derby, obviously, as Monday gets closer. Uh, but Will Myers is now in it, has on paper at least a favorable draw to get to the I final. Think so. And we'll see if the hometown adrenaline can carry him through. We've got a lot more to talk about the rest of today. Our Thursday three, we're going to unveil our individual top three Padre plays of the year so far. We're going to play a little uh, does the slipper fit with some of the hot Padres if they can keep their streaks up lately. Hashtag Padres SH. You can join us on the conversation whenever you want. want to remind you, though, that before the home run derby, before the All-Star game, Another part of All-Star Week, it's the Color Run. Make sure to join Major League Baseball for the Color Run All-Star 5K presented by Nike just three days away, July 10th at Waterfront Park. This 5K brings an island-style experience full of fun, music, and, of course, vivid color. Register today and get $5 off with promo code PadresFan. When we come back, another big story from the Padres today, maybe a Cuban phenom on the way. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. The Padres are 10-6 and six in their last 16 games, playing some good baseball. That gets you into the, the NFL playoffs as a wild card. That does. 10-6. That, that had right. you play in in January and December. Yeah. However, comma. <laughs> However, comma. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You can finish that sentence a lot of ways. Uh, we're just taking a look at Petco Park getting set up for the All-Star game. Uh, Bobby Cressy, the organist, just tweeting at us at hashtag PadresSH. Look up at the first base tower, and he's getting the organ set up. So that'll be a nice little touch. Yeah. Get Bobby getting set I love there. that. Organ. And, uh, Organ music at the All-Star game. It's it's great. I mean, I organ old, music uh, and great. baseball. Is there oh, any way absolutely. to – We can't find Danny Topaz. Oh, God. <laughs> Who's that? You have to educate. He was me. the old organist uh, back when he they was played the, original, the organ. He was the, he was the original, original organist. Too. I like right. Bobby. Does a good job though. He's a right. fun oh guy, yeah, no, Bobby so is. Great. Oh yeah. See him play. What about uh, Jim Eagle? 
I, I, Danny Topaz is the only organist I know. See, Sorry. we got you here. Yeah, this is where I just hand the show <laughs> over to the couch. You guys just do that. McNamara's exactly. band, the Tuba Man. Uh, you're gonna have You'll to have to give me a history I remember the Tuba Man. Right. I remember well, the Tuba Man. Right. Jimmy I didn't know his name. Right, the Tuba Man. Bill knows remember all. That. Names, they would residences. Mark, there'd be nobody here in the, like, 72, 70, 71, 72, and they'd be marching through the stands, oompa, oompa, oompa. Uh, just uh, <laughs> yeah. McNamara's band. Are you going to tell me the name of the guy who used to go out in the stands and sell out the Evening Tribune and then walk around and get a hand oh, at I the know. end of get the a, night? Do you know the guy I'm right. talking about? He would get a round of applause when he sold all of his when papers. When he got rid of all, all of his papers. newspapers. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That was That's the excitement, the history. Right. I'm surprised <laughs> it's not all in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Give it time. They have to expand. got to put all that point. stuff in the Hall of Fame. can't put it all in year number one. It's in the timeline. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's the history. Yeah, on display. Uh, and then uh, Ashley Rodriguez at San Diego Girlie actually correcting the record, and she's right. We we're talking about you getting recognized in the street bail and blooper as well. Uh, one person did recognize me once. I was at the Portuguese Hall during the festa they had there a couple months ago, and someone did recognize me there. But that was a very small demographic. Uh, it wasn't like the open public out in the wild like you celebrities. Right. I'm surprised uh, you're able to make it to the press box after right. one of these shows. I, I really am. I mean, it, the, the, you shouldn't be. It's not the, that the big kind of <laughs> The kind of exposure you're getting? Yeah, Man. we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, uh, talk about exposure. Imagine being 17 years old and getting handed $11 million and a ticket to the big league someday, potentially. That's reportedly what is going down with the Padres, who, according to MLB.com reports, uh, have signed the left-handed Cuban 17-year-old Adrian Mordejon, who uh, many say is the number one pitching prospect for sure in this international right. class and arguably number the top two prospect overall, overall right. at least one right. of the top two. So here's a kid. Now, uh, if this is all true and the Padres have not officially confirmed yet, $11 million for him, that smashes the record that the Padres set just five days ago, offering <laughs> about $4 million for their shortstop, Luis Almanzar, for the highest international bonus that the Padres have handed out. That would now take them to about $25 million spent on the international pool. Double that because they got to pay tax Penalty, right. dollar on dollar for going over their slot. But... I mean, this has only got to be encouraging, right, if you're a Padres fan, if they're just really going all, all in on Absolutely. the international market? I mean, let's, this would be four of the top ten players rated in the international market, and I think now seven of the top 30. So, yeah, I, this is, it's amazing what they did with the draft in the international market this year. Couldn't be more excited. I no, mean, if, how many years have we been sitting here in San Diego, right, saying why are we never the team that pays all that money for that great player? And whether or not we don't know whether these are going to be great players, but at least we're the team that's doing it. And, it, and it, yes, I think the Padre fans should be excited, and I, and I think we should all be kind of looking forward to seeing what some of these kids can do. So he's 17 now, should be arriving in the States next year, 2017, getting into the Padre system as an 18-year-old wherever he ends up. Uh, the scouting report on him at 17 years old, already a low to mid-90s fastball. So you can imagine that'll tick up as he, you know, gets out of puberty and into uh, manhood. <laughs> he's got a changeup. He's got a curve. He's got a bit of a knuckleball, like a knuckle grip change as well. And everyone says uh, if he projects, you know, as we think, he could be a top-line starter, not just a good number two or number three. So a lot of expectations. $11 million puts a lot of right. expectations a lot on of the pressure kid's shoulder. On him. Too bad. 
That you know what? Too bad. I mean, let's let's go. Let, let's take your eleven million dollars. Let's come to San Diego, and let's be let's let's start some uh, a little international mania here in San Diego because it's 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 high time that San Diego be the focal point of you know some money well spent. Hopefully, it's interesting where he might. I mean, I would imagine he'll join a Dominican summer league team, uh, whether or not he pitches this year or not. But uh, it'll be interesting next year if they do bring him where they slot him to start. Right, because he could be an 18-year-old at high A. They could start him low. I, well, mean, I, I don't think he'll start at Lake Elsinore. Some people were saying potentially right, online today. But normally they bring their Dominican players, all their Dominican players start in Fort Wayne because they have programs set up at Fort Wayne for the young Latin American players. The cultural to, transition. Right, to, to make the transition. I would imagine if he's not in rookie ball, he would start at Fort Wayne until he gets his feet on the ground. Let's bring him straight to the big leagues this September, yeah, right, I right. say. Perdomo, right? Just throw him out there. Straight out of there. Let's go. Hey, jump through in a time machine here. Go back to when you were that age, 17. Someone gives you 11 million bucks. What's the first thing you're buying? Uh, well, somebody gave me a scholarship to San Diego State when I was 17. That's all I got. So, uh, boy, what would I buy for yeah. $11 million? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even – I've never even – fathom to think about Hard it to before. think of having that much cash in your yeah, hand. Yeah, it doesn't right. even I mean I'm I'm not a fast car yacht type of guy. So I guess a big house on top of a hill somewhere real quiet in a nice neighborhood in San Diego. Actually, I am a fast car yacht type <laughs> yes, of guy. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. would have found the, a V8 something, right? Oh yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. That would have been I'm not that now, but when I was 17, I would have bought the most expensive car I could have found. The most expensive like cars. an idiot probably yeah, not known how to drive it, but when you're that age, yeah. that kind of money. It's crazy to think. But, hey, yeah, well, so uh, the Padres. That's why I say buy whatever you're going to buy and then get yourself in a Padre uniform. Quick. Yeah, let's go. make it happen. No, we'll see. Uh, and, again, to your point, Chris, this could be years before yeah. we see any of this uh, bear fruit. But it's good to see them plant seeds where maybe they have I'm it. I'm glad they're the ones market. doing it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's high time that the Padres are the team doing it. Yeah. And according to every evaluator, they crushed it. Like Bill says, four of the top ten, seven of the top 50. We'll see. One of those has to hit, right? The odds say absolutely down the road. Um, all right, so that was the uh, the other big news today. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, take a little look back at uh, yesterday's game in the series. Uh, nice one, thirteen to six. A lot of runs for the Padres. That was good. Hopefully, they save some for LA. Uh, hey, after the All Star Game, Ghostbusters Day at Petco Park comes our way. Friday, July 15th, before the Padres slime the Giants at 740, purchase a special Ghostbusters theme game ticket package and receive a limited edition Will Myers Ghostbusters bobblehead. Get tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. Petco Park getting set for a big week, and we're getting set for more Padres Social Hour right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. After starting the year 0-3, remember when the Padres couldn't score a single run? Now one of the best offenses in the National League. They've gone 4-2 and two against the Dodgers since, looking to go 500 against the uh, red, white, and blue boys up there uh, here tonight. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour with Chris Ello, Bill Center. I'm Mike Janella, and uh, I said we were going to talk about last night's game, but I, w I changed my mind during the break. I want the fans to have a chance to <laughs> agree or disagree with us for the rest of the show. So Kay. we're going to now put you guys in the Cholula hot seat and reveal our Thursday three. Every Thursday we have a list of three things, and this being the last Thursday before the All-Star game and the ceremonial midpoint of the year, 
I will ask you guys before the show to come up with your top three Padres plays so far of 2016. And then I'll put out a little poll, and the fans can tell us whose uh, collection they like the most. So we'll start with you, Chris, down at the end of the couch. And you win all Melvin all the time for your top three. Uh, and your first one was a little knock he had against the Dodgers, speaking of the Dodgers, last time they were here. Well, you know, and when I think of the first half of the season, I think of Melvin Upton Jr. I, I just do. I mean, uh, the walk-off home runs. I mean, he leads the league in, in that category. And I remember the, the night that he didn't get the walk-off home run where it looked like it was going to be two nights in a row. Yep. Ball right. left his bat. Everybody celebrated. Everybody called it. My God, he did it two nights in a row, and then it died on the warning track. But that's one of my memories, uh, his amazing double play after the catch in center field. But I think the play of the first half of the year is the steal of home against the Rockies. And it just so happens that it's all Melvin Upton Jr. doing all that stuff. So, yeah, I went all Melvin all the time. And you were someone that you said on this show, Melvin, you weren't the biggest He's fan. He's not my favorite player. I, 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 I'd like to see him. You mentioned this earlier about Will Myers, who has a lot of fun playing baseball. Right. Melvin Upton looks like he's going to the dentist. I, I, I just want him to have a put a smile on his face, have some fun. And, and, and he's got the talent. It's undeniable. I think undeniable. he's beginning to have fun. But maybe he is beginning right. to turn that corner a little yeah, bit. We're watching that steal of home. I mean, it's a beautiful play. And everyone so here was awesome. that Friday night. It was June 3rd against the Rockies. So yeah. uh, that's Chris's top three. It was the walk-off home run against the Dodgers May 20th. The uh, double play, the home run rob, and the throw back to first base against the Orioles June 28th. And this steal of home, which the, it was a slide. That was the big thing yeah. where he avoided the tag, did the right. whole matrix thing. It was an awesome play. And so running Chris's down the line three. yelling to Drew Palmer. Don't swing, don't swing, don't swing. <laughs> don't decapitate me <laughs> yeah. as I'm coming in. Uh, Bill, now for your top three and uh, for your number three, it was a, a rookie who made an impression on you and Wrigley Field. Uh, I just really loved seeing Alex Dickerson hit the pinch hit grand slam home run. I, I, liked, the, I liked the player to begin with, and uh, he was struggling. I thought that was a local kid. You always like to see a local kid do well. I really liked the grand slam home run. I mean, at Wrigley, right, at know, Wrigley, game, everything. It, it made game, it a yeah. one-run game late. I yeah, mean, and you could, and you could just tell. I mean, you could just tell from the the run that he had. I mean, running around <laughs> the bases, yeah. right? Sprinting around the yeah, bases. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and sprinting on cloud nine too. Right. That was a great moment. And then uh, <laughs> for you, you had a, a walk off from Melvin as well for number two, but a different one. The last one, uh, because uh, Andrew Miller plays a role in there. I mean, here's an all-star pitcher, the Yankees, yep. right? right. Uh, uh, this is a fastball. I mean, okay, he's got a great fastball. This guy's got some great pitches. He throws a first-pitch fastball to a guy who's already hit two walk-off homers of this year, yeah. and it's like you just you can't <laughs> tee it up better than he did. <laughs> and, and I thought the way that uh, Melvin hit that ball, it was like – you could just tell that the Yankees, you know, that they were like, oh, what are we doing Plus here? Plus, it stuck it to the Yankees. Right, it stuck it to the Yankees, right. Yeah, no, it was great. And uh, it was the fireworks afterward and the lasers. Right. It was a fun night. Right. The, the crowd was hot. The house was packed. Yeah. And right. no better way to send everybody And they had home. lost all three challenges, replay challenges, <laughs> to the <laughs> Yankees game, during right. the game. They still won that game. Didn't matter. Right. Didn't That's just a horrible pitch to throw to a guy. <laughs> From a guy who's usually shut down right, in that role. Right, right. I mean, he is, he is so good. And like he did say, I didn't get that pitch where I won it. 
really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It didn't go where you wanted. When uh, it was all and then your your number one, Bill. You said one of the best defensive plays you've ever seen. Well, I think period for for a two out play, it's the greatest defensive play I've ever seen in Padres history. The fact that he got two outs, the catch. This is the Melvin Upton right. home run rob. The, this yep. is the home run rob. The catch, and we're looking at it here, is amazing. Leaping over the wall. Now, watch the throw. The throw is a bullet right on line. And I don't know if you're going to see Mark Trumbo look out there and say, what the? How did you do that? <laughs> Family <laughs> show, Bill. Family yeah. show. How did you do well, that? he just said it, so right. he. <laughs> and now, yeah, against the uh, the Orioles here on June 28th. The, right. the only the thing that could have made that better is if he just somehow had a Roberto Clemente moment and got it there on the fly. Right. Three that hops was one hop. from, but it was yeah. literally yeah. three, three hops. steps but off the, the wall. Right on that's the money. He was right from yeah. the wall. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, yeah. right at the wall. Little. I mean, that's a long, long throw. Oh, that's a long throw. And it was, it was no just doubt. perfectly accurate. Yeah. That is amazing. One, two, two, three. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, he covered more than 90 feet and, to get and there and, oh, and threw it harder than 90 miles an hour to come Blooper in. Just cut off, Blooper just cut off Trumbo before you could read his lips. <laughs> we don't want Blooper. the FCC coming after us for anything. <laughs> now, but you didn't even get to steal a home in your top three, though. No, I... So I take a little, you know, I just, I, I, I wonder about that. Because I really like the Dickerson Because your moment. top deal at least was my number two. Right, and, and right. now we'll get to mine, and, and that play, the Melvin play, will appear in mine as well. But uh, I went a little bit different. So everyone, because of all the Melvin theatrics. <laughs> that really surprises new, me right, that Bill? you went different, right. Uh, everyone forgets this about this play. This probably involves socks or something. Yeah, it, it, the top three. Mike Janela <laughs> this, Mike Janela that. No, uh, April 16th. Your uh, birthday? No, although that's when Melvin hit the walk-off against the okay, Yankees. So I didn't want to bring it up, but you did, so don't forget who said it. Um, no, April 16th against Arizona. This was that, that first long game. It was 3-3 in the 11th inning, and everyone forgets about this play. It was that little liner, Nick Ahmed, to right field, and Travis Jankowski in as a defensive replacement. Good call. flying in, his Superman cape ruffling in the wind, made that diving play. We have it now at the beginning of our show credits here because it's so good. We're looking at it here, Brad Hand on the hill, and this is the part I love about it. After he makes the catch, he gets on two knees, and that little fist pump, <laughs> that goes to tell me that this team, and they've struggled for sure in the win-loss department, but some of these guys, a lot of these guys are still playing with heart, and they care, and Jankowski has uh, really epitomized that with that play. And it was just a flat-out great play. I mean, he went full It was. I it agree. Was so that was my number three. That's uh, your number three. That was my number three, yeah. Your birthday number two? No, no. <laughs> this is a birthday-free zone, so I wanted to make you happy, Bill. Uh, number two, this is actually – it's still a play in my book because it counts in the box score. It was three days later from the Jankowski play, Andy Green's first ejection. And I like that for the same reason I like the Jankowski play because it showed us a side of Andy Green we hadn't seen before. We knew about the analytics. We knew about the players liking him. We knew about being the media darling. This showed me that he as a manager is that complete package where if he has to get fired up, he can do it. He has to defend his guys, he can do it. And he's got that passion that uh, you don't see unless you got the smoke coming out of the ears like that. So you hadn't seen this rant in the, in the Southern League, huh? Well, seeing it in person on the big league level as opposed okay. to YouTube in the minors All is right. very different. I was wondering if maybe a rookie manager in the big leagues, no, he would be reserved. you got to establish yourself right. early yeah. on right. let him know that you're there. Yep, that's right. exactly why I have it. He's, he's a big Mark, dog in the Mark yard. Mark McGuire comes out, picks him up, <laughs> yeah. picks him up and carries him <laughs> off. Carries him off like a dog. Right. I, I meant to ask Mark, if from 0 to 100, how much strength did he exert in holding Andy back? Was it like a 50 or a 75? I know that with, when Mark was going forward, Andy was backing up. Right, exactly. 
going to get run over. <laughs> and then my number one, we've talked about it already, it's the Melvin, the double play, the home run grab and the throwback. Because to me, that was just as incredible Guys as it gets. tough on a steal of home. Well, the steal of home, I mean, they were already winning that game. That was a nice little cherry on top. It would probably be my number four if I number went. Four. I, I really I think that the Melvin Upton play in center, I mean, I, I know. That's going to uh, be one of the plays of the year in baseball. Right, and I think it's the greatest. I mean, everybody's going to say, oh, the Ozzie Smith play it, but there were, there were a couple of elements that went into this. This is just a solid. This is the best defensive play ever by a Padre, I think. Wow, you get the Bill two, Center. You get the two outs. Th you got the great catch to start. There you go. That's robbing a home run. That by itself ranks in my top ten. That's right, a yeah, great 98 catch. 98 feet cover right. to get there. Now, the throw is perfect, absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're just looking at it again, and it's, right. it's astounding. It so, is yeah, astounding. So Bill's throwing it out there. Is there any Best way to show I mean, if, play I ever. Have, the Ozzie Smith play, though? The Ozzie Smith play when was great. he dives great. and he reaches up barehanded right. behind yeah, him. Yeah, behind his, his back. The, right, the, the barehanded thing. I, I saw that play. That one's hard to beat. But the thing is, this got two outs. That's true. I think what helps that Ozzy play is that in retrospect, seeing the defensive master he became, right. it's almost like a superhero's origin movie. It's Spider-Man getting bit by the spider. Seeing what that meant yeah. for Ozzy as a launching pad, I think it gave it a little more, you know, myth building. Plus, it's as had a little bit pad. more time to resonate. Yes. Melvin Upton play still hasn't had all that much time to resonate. Well, that resonates with me. Right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, give it ten years. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Let we us know. Uh, I just put a poll out on my handle at Mike Janella. You can find it using hashtag PadresSH. We've got Chris's top three, which is Melvin's Dodger walk-off, Melvin's double play home run steal, and his steal of home. Then there's Bill's, which is the Dickerson Grand Slam, Melvin's walk-off against the Yankees, and Melvin's home run double play rob. And then me, the Jankowski catch, the Andy Green ejection, and the Melvin double play. Let us know. We've got a poll up. Who you agree with most or who's you like? And my list no losers, My, my, my list plays. comes with a bowl of guacamole. No bribing the voting block, Chris. <laughs> Come on. I wouldn't vote for you then. I know you wouldn't, right. but you weren't here the day that I brought the guacamole. Well, he's yet. also allergic to avocados. Oh, so. Well, that wouldn't help then. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Allergic what you're to avocados? Yeah. Of all things. The same. Missing out on one of life's great pleasures, Bill. No. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> so far. I, I have no clue. I can't How have tell you survived you. all these if years? If you've never flown first class, you don't know what you're right. missing, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, so let us know. And if you have any other plays that we're missing, let us know, too, at hashtag PadresSH, best Padres plays at the midpoint of this 2016 season. All right, you guys are off the Cholula hot seat. Good job. Uncap real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're back with some more Padre Social Hour, so don't go far. We're back with more right after this. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padre Social Hour. Hey, you know who's watching Padre Social Hour? T.C. Bear, the official mascot of the Minnesota Twins, just tweeted at us. <laughs> Uh, saying that Swinging Friars are great hosts so far. They visited Playball Park today, one of the legacy projects that uh, they're doing, the community service projects here right. throughout All-Star Week. And uh, even hashtagged us, Padres SH. So 
Thanks for watching, TC, Mr. Bear. Good job, TC. He's, he's had a tough year too. <laughs> Twin Cities, yeah. right? He's had I, a tough I could year, figure boy. that he one out. He hasn't had yeah. a lot. For anyone who didn't have the, you know, the aptitude of Bill Sender. Twin, Twin Cities Bear. Yeah. Twin I was Cities wondering bear. what it was this whole time. <laughs> See, he flew. You didn't know. <laughs> no, I couldn't. You didn't know. Did you not know what the TC on their hat stood for? No, I did. I just when you just didn't make the connection. Putting one and one together is tough. Didn't make the connection. That's brutal. I love the guy because he's just so far out there. Blooper or yeah, TC blooper. Bear? Blooper, yeah. He's, uh, he's something, but we love right. having him Every around. once in a while, he just surprises you by how much he doesn't know. So <laughs> Sometimes no, I surprise you with how you much Bill. I do <laughs> know. You're prepared for any of it. Yeah, rarely, but it he made it 500 episodes. We celebrated his 500th yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. So congrats again, Bloop. Thank uh, you. Wanted to play a little game with you guys called uh, Does the Slipper Fit? And we're going to talk about some guys for the Padres that have been really hot lately and whether you think they can sustain this, how much they can, or if uh, midnight is striking soon and the Cinderella story comes to an end. Let's start with a guy who had two more home runs last night, Ryan Schimpf. Started his major league career not that well, three for his first 29. Right. But now he's absolutely on fire. This is a guy that can maybe make a niche for himself, or is he just a stopgap till Spangenberg gets healthy? Uh, it's going to be very interesting when Spangenberg comes back as to what you do if he keeps hitting. I like the guy's swing. I like the I like the aggressive swing, uh, and I like the fact that with that aggressive swing, he's also got a pretty good eye. I I think probably he's about a 240 to 250 hitter when it all shakes out. That's the that's the best. Um, I don't know if he can play another position to be a utility player. I'm not quite sure he's a major league stick player. How about you, Chris? I like his name a lot because I got a best friend of mine whose last name is Schimpf, and I didn't think there were any more Schimpfs in the entire planet. So do I. Do you really? Yeah. I wonder if it's the same. It can't be It could the be the same family. family. Larry Schimpf is. Uh, Larry Schimpf is, is my friend's dad. So there there's a lot of Schimpf talk for you. I didn't know there was – I just didn't think there was another Schimpf anywhere in the world, and then right, this guy right. comes up exactly. from, the, from the minor league. That's all I think about. But uh, watching him last night, the ball jumped off his bat. Sweet last night. So, uh, yeah, he hit two home runs a game. Corey Spangenberg's not going to have a place to play. Right. He's uh, eight Simple. for his last 22 with four homers in that span, six ribbies for Schimpf. Right. Yeah. And give, give Andy Green a lot of credit because guys were already asking him when he was three for 29 – what do you do? And Andy was very specific, saying, you don't grade anybody on 30 at-bats. And he's going to get playing time. We're going to see what we got here. That's so you think maybe pop off the bench, though, long term? Uh, except that he's, only, he's limited pretty much to, well, two positions, second base and third base. He can't play short, which is a little bit hard for uh, – a backup middle infielder. Sure. All right. So we'll see. Uh, Four home runs in his last. I love it. I mean, come on. Good pop. I it's mean, right. Matt Stairs made a second half of a career off of just being able to hit home runs right. off the bench. So you got power. You'll have yeah. a place to play. Um, how about young Harris Solarte? This is a guy 24 for his last 58. That's in his last 16 games. Hmm. Has 14 RBI in that stretch. Now, uh, he obviously is a big league caliber starting player, but what's his ceiling? What do you think statistically? What do you think he profiles as long term? If he can stay healthy, I think he's <laughs> at his ceiling right now. Right. I mean, well, what he's I doing right now is the high end, and normally water finds its level. I, I mean, I don't think he's this good. I think it's two seventy-five to two eighty, okay. fifteen yeah. to eighteen homers on a season. Okay, yeah, so I mean, and that's I think decent. He's a, he's a that's good. Player. Yeah, every hey, team needs that, that kind of that a trade. Player. The Padres got the best of that trade. When you look at it right now, 
I always what Hadley's done since he left. Right. Yeah. I always ask myself, could a guy be a part of a championship team? Like, if you put a championship team together, could he be part of it? And I think he could. Yes, he could. I mean, not. I don't think he bats cleanup right. on that championship no. team like he bats now. No. But, I mean, as a good number seven hitter, but like a, you said, he's with a the six, seven hitter, right. Homers, Absolutely. I think he's a player. No, you could. This is a guy that if he were your third baseman and you had a really good team, he could remain your third baseman. I think so, too. Right. Someone that isn't one of those top three or four guys, right. but that is a nice right. little complimentary piece there on the back end. And here's a guy who's very intriguing. He's had some big league experience before. Comes out yesterday and uh, gets that Ricky Weeks out when the Padres really needed it in a critical juncture. Jose Dominguez. He's retired the first seven batters he's faced since getting called up. He's peppering <laughs> 97 on the gun. Uh, is this a guy that maybe could be a little bit of a, of a bullpen X factor, a little secret weapon for this team? You know he's got a f he's got a fastball that he can strike out people with, but there's not a lot of movement on that fastball. And we saw in the second inning that he pitched last night, those were three. They got hard some contact on them. Oh, yeah. got some a little contact. Those were those were rockets that <laughs> happened to find people. But uh, 97 gives you something to work with, right, and right. I think that you know I mean you've got a great right. great pitching coach. I can get you, you know, some late movement on that pitch and. You develop a second pitch. Look, you have to have the the mid nineties nowadays right. to be a, even thought of as a reliever. So ninety seven is great. Ninety four, ninety five with movement is better. I, I agree mean. with you. I agree with you. But you got to have that much to even have a chance. The raw tool is there, which which could be important. All right. So uh, that's uh, Shim Salarte and Dominguez. Our takes on them. Let us know what you think. Hashtag Padres SH. Hey, the Padres are still offering summer baseball camps through August 12th. Camps are open to kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash play ball. We've got some happy birthdays to hand out for the Padres, plus tonight's lineup. That's all when we come back on Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Padres on the road at the Dodgers. Game one of four. Four and two in July. Ten and six as we talked about their last 16 Pod's playing some good baseball, and they avoid Clayton Kershaw, who's still on the DL this series. Uh, we do want to wish a happy birthday before I forget to Glenn Hoffman and Andy Green. Right. A couple of birthdays on the coaching staff uh, for the Padres, so hopefully a win coming their way. Right. And it's how many days to your birthday? Uh, 360. So count it down. Some Look, people really I'm like willing to let it go, but Bill, Blooper, they're the ones that keep bringing it back. So yeah, you're, you're bringing this on yourself, Who guys. knew exactly how many days it was? Right. You're oh. willing to let it go. <laughs> Let's get to tonight's <laughs> lineup presented by United Airlines. He came Proud up with that pretty quick. Yeah, of the San Diego yeah. Padres. Yeah. Round oh. numbers I'm good at. If it was like 361, oh, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, uh -huh, uh, sure. Melvin Upton Jr. leads off He's in center field. Will Myers at first base, bat second. <laughs> with Matt Kemp in right field, like one of those uh, advent calendars around yeah, Christmas got, time. Right, you got so it says a clean up to my birthday. Playing third, Derek Norris catching, Alex Dickerson in left, then it's Alexei Ramirez, Ryan Schimpf at second, and Drew Pomeranz pitching. That'll take us now to our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And yesterday, uh, Derek Togerson had Colin Ray. The Padres won with him on the mound, but he was knocked out before he could even complete five innings. And Blooper had Will Myers, who went three for five and continues his all-star tear. Bloopers now up by 15 points, 45 to 30. But Chris, you have a winning record against him this year, and you can continue that today with the first pick. Who you got? 
Well, let's see. Ask me my three favorite plays of the first half of the season. Is the I theme I going to continue? I gave them all to Melvin Upton Jr., so I'm going to go ahead and give him my vote tonight. Mm. All right. Which I think means that Blooper will take Will Myers yet again. Is that true? Drew Pomerantz. Wow. Pomerantz was a big effort tonight. Like That's the first time Myers hasn't been picked by one of the two guys in, like, four oh, weeks. Really? I'll have to right. look into that. I, I, I got to tell Chris here, like here that uh, since he hit that walk-off home run, that uh, Melvin is one for 14 with eight strikeouts. All right, strikeouts. so what does that Tonight mean? he turns it around, anything. right, Chris? <laughs> exactly. Schimpf was three for 29, and now he's eight for 14. That's so a good point. Gambler's fallacy. Quickly. The past has no influence on the future. Uh, at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on Padres Social Hour. Don't go far. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow at 5 o'clock once again, Bill Center will be here once again. That's what, five out of six days we've got you here? Tomorrow I'm here? That's what We're my paper says people. here, you What's and Randy on? Jones. Oh, okay. So that should be fun. If not, then I guess we'll have an empty seat on the couch. Wow. Chris, you're welcome back if, Thank you. if you'd like. A uh, quick update on the poll that we ran on whose top three plays of the year the fans love the most. And, Chris, you're running away with it. You're all right. Melvin up oh, the really? Jr., 65% of the votes. I figured going all Melvin was a good idea. Yeah, I mean, well, he, I just think the steal of home. Yeah, that, he, people ele that electrified everybody. That's the word right there. He hasn't right. been the most consistent. He's had a lot of peaks and right. valleys, but he has been the most electric, yeah. the most exciting player. Uh, Bill, you got 25% of the vote. And poor, poor old Mike here, only 10%. That doesn't surprprise play my play the violin Travis Jankowski uh, you should have put your birthday in I wish then it would have got zero right. percent of the vote uh, John Silva jr also texting in his or tweeting in is there a Barney theme going on today that I missed a lot of purple on the right, show today the purple yeah. me on my shirt and socks Chris with his tie and his shirt you got you got pink in there but hey purple's a very regal color color of kings is that right yeah hmm. that's why the kings up at sacramento wear it because it's hmm. all part of the thing yeah thank exactly, you 100 hey uh, I couldn't let blooper <laughs> off the hook here by the way so we talked about how the minnesota twins mascot tweeted at us earlier i guess he's watching the show tc bear and how it stands for twin cities bear yeah uh, blooper you want to tell us what you thought tc stood for i thought it was the cuddly bear tc the cuddly bear the cuddly <laughs> the, the cuddly, cuddly bear and that's what the TC on their hat stands for. No, that's the, the Cuddly, cuddly Twins. Cuddly I just twins. didn't put it together. <laughs> Join us again tomorrow at 5. Meanwhile, Drew Pomeranz makes one last all-star game audition tonight. See if he can do it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for watching Padres Social Hour. See ya. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.